Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. Hey. How you doing? How are the wife and kids? <laughs> yeah. My mic has been muted. <laughs> Once no. again. Oh my god. So AW Dynamite. Tony Khan promised that if we missed tonight, we'd regret it. And so that led us to believe Quake at the Lake. Swamps are by lakes, I guess. Bray Wyatt. Makes sense. He's he's a big name everyone's waiting for. I would even take Johnny Gargano. Wouldn't make so much sense, but I'd be disappointed honestly if it were Johnny. Fair enough. Um, but not we got neither of those. We instead we got the return of CM Punk, which is fine. Yeah, I mean like great, Punk's back, but like also I Punk's a title holder. I would hope that he was coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now it's confirmed Punk versus Mox at All Out. Um, if Punk can keep his foot from breaking again. I mean, I'm, I'm shocked that he came back this quickly, honestly. If I'm being, if I'm being mm. real perfectly, perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Um, Definitely wasn't super shocking, but at least now we have our main event for All Out confirmed. Um, but uh, in my opinion, any, a bigger thing, the trios bracket, trios tournament bracket was announced. I I was hoping for a lot more names, maybe some qualifier matches. Like like make this a bigger thing. Take it but, to uh, full gear if you have to. This is the thing that they um they did this with the with the uh all Atlantic or whatever. Yeah, the all Atlantic title. But like, think about they did the, this with that too. Think about the Owen Hart Cup, though. Well, no, no, no. What what I'm saying is they did this with that, and it was annoying when they did it with that. Right. Um, like, this feels like a King of the Ring tournament. Like, yeah. it'll be fun, but it's not going to be... Like, like you would think the announcement of a trio's title, every faction, every wrestler would be like, come on, let's get a trio together, let's get in this thing. Like, give us yeah. an elevation, a ton of qualifiers. Give us on Dark, a ton of qualifiers. Maybe even in, like, fucking other companies. In, in New Japan. You know, one episode of the G1, it's like, oh, this match is for a spot in the trios tournament in AEW. And it's possible because you got Aussie Open as as one member of the trios tournament. Like, make this a big deal. I mean, the titles were announced so nonchalantly anyway, like, make up for that. But that's how this whole thing has been. It's been very nonchalant. Yeah, I feel like 
Which is crazy because people have been asking for this for a while. Yeah, I feel like AEW in general has been missing a, a level of scale, level of grandioseness for a while now. Um, among among a bunch of other things they've been missing. But, um, yeah, I mean, like people love qualifiers. Look at fucking Money in the Bank. It's not a tournament, but you see a bunch of qualifiers happen for that. People love qualifiers because it gives a reason for ridiculous matchups to happen. Like, fill an entire AW Dark card with trios. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason not to. They've got enough factions. They've got enough interests that there's no reason for them to be like, oh, well, there's not enough people for it, or, you know, some shit like that. Yeah, like, some names missing from that. Um, you could put the wingmen in. You could put Butcher the Blade and, and fucking uh, someone else the in. The bunny. <laughs> On Helico. Put them together. Uh, the Acclaimed and Sunny Kiss. Uh, the ass, like literally the gun club who was on the episode today. Like, that's a trio. The factory, get them a qualifying match. Fucking the, the embassy. Um, it, w wait a minute. Fish, Kyle, and oh, they're, they're not. Kyle and Cole aren't even clear to fight, so they're not even going to be in it. Fish isn't. Kyle is, but Fish isn't. Kyle is? Oh. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Kyle's oh, not clear. Kyle but... isn't. They just and didn't want to wrestle gonna with Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bless. Get, get fucking uh, uh, Varsity Blondes and some fuck they find on Dark. Sean Dean. Um, House of Black's in it. Blackpool Combat Club. Like, come on. Yep. Um, fucking, like, th this is, this is something where, if we were booking it, we would, like, kind of, not pause everything, but this would be the big thing going on that factions would be kind of aiming around. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got, like, series, um, like, like... This is just the first thing that comes to mind. Dragon Ball Z, for example, when you have storylines that involve, like, tournaments. And the storyline shapes around that. You know? Because regardless of how feuds go, the company is an entity of itself. And the company will have schedules. Um, and so the company of AEW could be like, hey, let's get this big tournament. And suddenly it's the thing every faction, every wrestler wants to be a part of. Because that's the whole point of being in wrestling. Every wrestler wants the championship. That's the goal. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, Tony, you could have done so much. J is JAS in the fucking tournament? Like, get, get 2.0 and Hager in there. They must be. Here, wait. Trios Tournament AW. Uh, show me that bracket. 
Like, get people... I, I already mentioned this, but get people from outside companies. You've already got Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. Um, JS is not in it. So, the, the, ma the bracket is... Um, it's three rounds. The quarterfinals, semifinal, and finals. And the finals will be it all out. Um... You got Death Triangle versus Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. You got Andrade El Idolo, Dragon Lee, and Roosh versus Young Bucks in a mystery uh, third. You got House of Black versus Dark Order. You got Trustbusters versus Best Friends. Literally didn't even know what Trustbusters was until about a couple seconds ago. Like... I don't know. I don't know. You you always think of because people. I know it's a big thing in anime of like tor tournament arcs. But who doesn't love a tournament? You know, you love tournaments. You have you have like fifty going on on the PCW. The H two excitement, the mixed tag, the tag league, the women's tournament. Yeah. I mean, people loved the Mae Young Classic. People love the fucking Dusty Rhodes Cruiserweight Cup. Classic. Cruiserweight Classic. It's it's ridiculous. People, the Owen was longer than this. This is you're introducing a brand new title. Come on. Well, to be fair, the Owen they introduced a new title too. It's not well. It's not a title that can be fought over. Like it's it's yeah, just true. a trophy at the end of the day. Like no, there's no private party in here. Um, Got that. They could have had Satnam, Sanjay, and Jay in the tournament. Like I understand needing to protect some of your wrestlers, but it's a tournament. It's fine. <laughs> no one's gonna care. I know. Fucking, I know Lance Archer is busy in uh, Japan. Like, have Stokely announce he's putting a trio in. The male baddies! We don't know who it's going to be. Probably going to be Lee, Ethan, and, and some other schmuck, but... Like, we don't know who... Like... There's so much you could do with this. It's ridiculous. It's like such an easy, it's easy booking. It is. But, it is. Yeah. Fucking get Chaos Project in there with uh, a third of, uh, I don't know. Uh, who's a good third for Chaos Project? Hook. Get Hook as a third. For Chaos Project? Sure, yeah. why not? Or Excalibur. Get Excalibur wrestling with Chaos Project. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that. But anyway. You wanna... Uh, I, I walked through a little bit of it, but let me give a little nutshell of today's episode real quick. So, um, <laughs> Miriam even mentioned Team Taz breaking up right before the trios tournament. Like, you had a trio there. You could have had the breakup during the tournament. Yeah, like, they lose, and, like, Hobbs, Hobbs is like, fuck this. And then Hook's like... Yeah. I'm not part of this. Um, so we started off with Brody King versus Darby Allen coffin match. 
That was a lot of fun. Very bloody. Uh, we then had Andrade El Idolo and Rouge versus the Lucha Bros. Very Lucha-style match. It was even a, a Tornado tag match. Uh, we had Luchasaurus versus Anthony Henry. Nice seeing Anthony Henry in a 40-minute squash match, or 40-second squash match. Um, we had Aaron Solo versus Ricky Starks, which was fine. Um, Madison Raid versus Jade Cargill for the TBS Championship. Not good. That was not good at all. That was a bad match. <laughs> Yikes. That was, that was really bad. I hate to say it, too, because it was the only women's match on the card tonight, right? Yeah. Sometimes I, like, have to check with myself. I'm like, no, it couldn't possibly be. And then I'm like, no, it was. Um, I hate to say it because, like, it's the only women's match, but, like, good goodness gracious. Like, did we did we need Ricky Starks versus Aaron Solo? Why did we I... need that? Why did we need Luchasaurus versus Anthony Henry? Okay, don't hate on that match, because that match lasted, like, 43 seconds, tops. It was 40 seconds on the dot. Um, okay. But my Don't hate on that, because that took up no time. <laughs> my point is, they had so many stories. They have to put so many stories on the shelf, you know, to get more people exposed. Put some of these stories... You could put Hobbs and Starks on the shelf for a week. You could put Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Christian Cage on the shelf for a week. Have Nyla Rose squash someone. Have fucking Athena versus uh, Layla Gray or whatever. Like, have women's wrestling. I feel very much like I am, like, in the desert. Mm -hmm. And I'm just parched. And it's because I want women wrestling. And Tony's like, here's a little driplet of water. And I'm like, Like thanks, Tony. Gonna like die fucking... out here. Anna Jay hasn't wrestled on Dynamite since she joined JAS. Have her wrestle Emi Sakura. Have her wrestle fucking Hikaru Shida and win. Isn't Hikaru Shida back in Japan right now? I mean, she was on Elevation or Dark or oh. something recently. I gotta start watching that again. I haven't been watching uh, that. I, I've watched a couple weeks here and there and. I don't know. It's just... Uh, eh. It's not must-watch, you know? I'd rather put my time into, like, New Japan stardom. I mean, I'm watching garbage television nine times out of ten, so why not put on something vaguely more enriching? Mm. Yeah, that's our nutshell of the episode. Do you want to uh, talk about some news? Yes, I do. At first, I was like, you know, I haven't seen my phone since I sat down, and I didn't really know where it was, and that's where the news is. I uh, I, I really worry about AEW right now because they're not like we were talking about how it it's you know kind of declined recently, but I feel yeah. like every week it's just something new, like whether it's abusing the the women's division, which or that now, is every week now completely slipping up creative opportunities. Like, you got this expansive roster. Just use it. 
We don't need to see Mox wrestle every week. It was a good match. It was a it was a good match, but we did we need to see him versus Mance Warner on Rampage last week? I yeah. love Mance Warner, but you could have had him wrestle I don't know, fucking Nick Camarado. Yeah, I don't know. Nick Camarado's new gimmick's also really weird. It's yeah, it's so weird. I don't I don't know what's going on there. He Angelo and Magic Daddy Matt Menard. Daddy Magic. Daddy Magic. Um, should all team up. They've yeah. got the same vibe going now. Yeah. Okay. Um let's start with some indie news. How's that? Let's start there. Oh, okay. Uh oh. um uh, Bobby Fish is actually going to be at an upcoming Defy show um, in place of a one Mr. Carrion Cross. Um, yeah, trade one QAnon person for another. <laughs> um, he's going to be at the August twentieth Defy Doomsayer show, and he's going to wrestle. God, why do you do this to me? Yuya Uemura. Uemura. U-A-M-U-R-A. Yuya Uemura. There you go. Every time I have to say his name and it pops up in an article, I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just like, it's too many vowels next to each other and my brain just fucking flatlines. There's only I'm two, so sorry, Yuya. There's two consonants in his entire name. Yeah, wow, Jesus. It's a hell of a name. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about Ric Flair? Yeah, why not? Snooze. Ric Flair. <laughs> Turns out it's not just Japanese names Liz has a problem with. Oh, I didn't say it was just Japanese names. I just can't speak. Um, Ric Flair. There's, there's not a ton of vowels there. I don't know why I fucked that one up. Um, apparently revealed that he passed out twice during his final match. Out of dehydration, because he uh, was trying to lose some weight for the match. Which you would think that, like, maybe... Maybe you would hydrate a lot going into the match, because, like, one day isn't going to make that big of a difference. You would yeah. think. At his age, he shouldn't be losing weight for a match. Yeah. He he found he found the one doctor out of ten that wouldn't <laughs> recommend medication. Oh god. That doctor needs to be fired. Yeah. Um Okay. I clicked on something and it closed me out of the bookmarks entirely. Um So also Alan Angels is going to be fighting um He's going to be fighting Taiji Ishimori uh, at New Japan Strong's Fighting Spirit Unleashed taping on August 21st. Um, it is a non-title match, but still, I mean, that's a cool opportunity because, like, Taiji's got the title. Hmm. So, like, you know. Yeah. What? I just heard a noise, and it was just not what I was expecting here. Um, also, I don't know if you saw the tweets. But Kota Ibushi's teasing coming to AW. Yeah, I saw that. 
Yeah. Um, maybe he's the third with the bucks. <laughs> that wouldn't actually be the craziest thing in the world, considering the Golden Lovers. Yeah, but the Golden Lovers didn't. I don't think had much to do with Bullet Club. No, I'm just saying I'm tying uh, the the Young Bucks to Kenny to Golden Lovers to Coda back around. You know what it should be. Hangman what? wants to rub it in Kenny's face. He teams. No, wait, no. Um, Coda. One like is desperate to come to AEW. Like he wants a big platform after leaving New Japan. So he he wants to be with Kenny, but he knows Kenny's gonna go with the Young Bucks. So he you know he's a little upset. So he teams with Hangman and Bobby Fish. Perfect. Perfect. Kyle and, and Cole are uh, not available. They're they're injured. No one else wanted to team with Bobby. Understandable. And Coda doesn't. Coda hasn't really been around Bobby, so he doesn't know why people don't want to team with him. <laughs> um, in the only piece of AW news that I have right now, um. Dustin Rhodes, who Dustin Rhodes, uh, I think this came about because Finn was interviewed and Finn was asked, like, what do you say to talent that doesn't want to um, be at WWE? And Finn said, well, I tell them, you know, if you don't want to be here, don't be here. Like, follow your heart. Dustin Rhodes then was asked a very similar question later on um, in a different interview. And he was asked, you know, uh, something along the lines of, like, what do you say to these talents that's kind of say that they're unhappy in AW? And he said, get the fuck out. <laughs> like, that was his line, was get the fuck out. And I was like, oh, Dustin. Um, Dustin then was asked at um, Terrificon, which is um, some panel, um, he was asked about um, AW pay-per-views, and he claimed, you know, that they want to start selling... Um, they want to like do something at um, Craven Cottage because Tony Tony Khan um, owns Fulham, so he was talking about Craven Cottage, and he was talking about how um, they Craven Cottage hosts like forty to fifty thousand people, um, so they kind of want to like do massive pay per views like that. And then Dustin said, "I think we're going to go to two day events now for pay per views. I believe I've heard that down the pike." Tony Khan later said um, something along the lines of. Fuck no, that's not happening. Um, apparently, he said in the past maybe, but like recently, he said he's like no, that's not. It's just not realistic. So, if you were expecting two day events, don't. Um, if you were expecting longer events or bigger events uh, with bigger crowds, that actually I could see that happening in a heartbeat. Oh. Yeah, the thing is, two-day events are good for the big event, like WrestleMania, yeah. Wrestle Kingdom. I'd even take it for Bound for Glory. AEW, until they have their one big event, can't justify a two-day, uh, two-day pay-per-view. 
Yeah. If they make all out their their big um their big WrestleMania, then sure, make all out the two day pay per view. But I I completely agree with him. It's not it's not right right now. Yeah. I concur. Um in some less than wonderful news. Um, Ivan Judo Jean LaBelle passed away at the age of 89. Um, so condolences to his family. Um, obviously, LaBelle was the one who uh, was at the helm of the LaBelle lock that Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson uses so often. And that we actually got to see tonight. Yeah. Um, from Mox. From, yes, from Mr. Mox, not from Danielson. Sorry. If anybody got their hopes up. Uh, you shouldn't have. Um, also, in some other AEW news, um, apparently Arya Daivari is now working as a producer for AEW. Um, which is a bit of a step forward. Um, a bit of a step up, I guess. For lack of a better term. You know? Mm-hmm. Um. All right, on to some WWE news. Um, because there's a little bit of WWE news. Um, the Honky Tonk Man is uh preparing for an in ring return. Oh God. Yeah. The 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 Ric Flair's uh, last match is gonna be bringing out a bunch of these other last matches. Like yeah. fucking Honky Tonk. I was just going to say, Honky Tonk Man tweeted um, a photo of himself and said, HTM preparing for one more match. And it's like, God fucking damn it, guy. Um, like, Gerald Briscoe was asked about one last match. And that was really funny because he made a video saying, this is my last match. And it's him blowing out a match. <laughs> he's, God. He's wonderful. Um, and then Kevin Nash was asked about, um, one last match and he's, he said, fuck no. He said his rickety ass couldn't hit the wood anymore. <laughs> Actually, I think rickety I have. Rickety ass. I've got the quote somewhere here. Um, but okay. He said the fucking thought of my fucking rickety ass body hitting that fucking wood like nah man and not even for fucking Saudi money you come with me the ha uh you come with me the half a million bucks let me take two bumps fuck you <laughs> he's so mad I I like just the fact that somebody was like will you and he's like ah, <laughs> no but you know what I see happening soon what Hulk Hogan last match yeah, probably. Um, also, apparently, so somebody that we are going to see on AEW uh, come Friday, um, Eric Redbeard is interested in returning to the WWE uh, now that Triple H is in control. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and in other sort of WWE news, uh, Mickey James may have announced that she's retiring from wrestling. That's not shocking, considering her last uh, segment on Impact. Yeah. She, um, she tweeted, um, 
somebody said that she was going to be making a WWE return to be in the women's tag team championship tournament, um, which obviously she's not. Um, but she said, no, I feel I'm done in wrestling. Um, and then went to, you know, promo some shit. Um, which I guess that makes sense. Like, wasn't Chelsea like her last match? Um, yeah, I think so. Is that yeah. Chelsea or Diana? Yeah, so I mean, good last match. Yeah. Oh, it was Chelsea. Um, yeah, it was Chelsea because they kissed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, also in WWE news, um, Apparently, NBC Universal is now hiring a new creative director for WWE and Peacock um, Sports, which is interesting. Yeah, I wonder um, what this means. Yeah. Um, I mean, Peacock Sports and WWE, creative director for both of them, seems like. That seems like a lot to do. I'm um, sure they WWE one of those Peacock Sports. Yeah. Um, it says that the new director will oversee and help to plan multi-platform campaigns for Peacock's collection of sports and live events. I'm not going to read the whole job listing. If you want to uh, apply, go for it. And if you are qualified enough to get that job, remember me, because I like that job, too. Um, in addition to WWE News, um, have you heard about this new show? Tales from the Territories? That Vice is doing? No. Oh, so they're doing this new show called Tales from the Territories. It's being done with The Rock and um, the producers of Dark Side of the Ring. That's pretty cool. Um, apparently, the WWE is, I guess in police terms, cooperating. <laughs> Dave Meltzer said that they're cooperating with certain people attached to the project. So like they're like dipping a toe in, but like not really... So probably like Vince McMahon, Jim Cornette, um, uh, Crockett, and and because The Rock is part of it, it's you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that sounds pretty cool. I know the whole the the territories period was was a very big period in wrestling history. Um, yeah, and it was when it was at its most competitive and violent. I'd say. Yeah. So it it it's gonna be very interesting to see what comes out of that. Um yeah, it will be. And um our final piece of news is that the WWE found another five million dollars in payments that Vince McMahon did not class as company expenses. Oh boy. So the total of money right now adds up to more than how much The Rock paid for XFL. Like, by a long shot, too, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. So, um, but that's the news I have. Let, let's, let's talk about some dynamite now. Yeah. Um, a little interesting thing with, with the bracket, though, now that we're switching over to dynamite, um, you notice... In the opening round, it's Death Triangle versus Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. Um, a big thing with Forbidden Door was Death Triangle weren't allowed to be there. 
because of contracts with CMLL, they couldn't compete with New Japan wrestlers. Well, here they are, competing with New Japan wrestlers. Yeah. Unless, in this case, they're considered um, Rev Pro wrestlers. I, I don't know how CMLL views Aussie Open and, and Osprey, but... Um, yeah, um, that, is, that is interesting, though, that you would point that out. Yeah. But let's, uh, let's, let's talk about Dynamite. Opening match, Brody King versus Darby Allin. Coffin match. This was brutal and a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, Brody makes his entrance and Darby doesn't even make an entrance. Darby just out of nowhere fucking attacks Brody with attack-loaded skateboard, hits him in the chest, hits him in the back, grinds it over his face, and in the process, um, Brody blades like to high heavens. Mm-hmm. Um, Brody then fucking decks Darby. Um, throws him over the timekeeper's table, breaks the skateboard. Darby then goes up top, gets a hand to the throat. Um, however, Darby ends up hitting the avalanche code red to Brody. Brody goes to dive onto Darby, goes right through the table because Darby gets up, Darby fucks off, and Brody frog splashes onto a bunch of cardboard. Um, then the lights go out. And Buddy Matthews is back. He appears, uh, Malachi appears. They're both kind of standing side by side next to Brody. Um, and then Darby's like, oh, I'm going to dive out onto these guys. Um, but Julia kind of like, not so gracefully, trips Darby. Buddy gets in the ring, chop locks him, sets up a table in the corner, puts Darby up against it. We get a cannonball through the table to Darby from Brody. We then go to put Darby in the coffin, but who's in the coffin but Sting? <laughs> um, Who takes three minutes to get out of the fucking coffin, by the way. Yeah, he takes a second. Murphy just watched him really crawl happened. out. Yeah, Murphy was like, all right, old man. Um, but we uh, we see Sting attack Buddy. He attacks Brody. He goes to challenge um, Malachi. But Malachi just kind of fucks off. Um, doesn't really accept the challenge. And he and Sting kind of go at it up the ramp and at the top. Like, not go at it, like, throwing punches, but, like, verbally going at it. Yeah. They just chit-chat for a little while. And you think something's going to happen, but nothing happens. Um, Brody's then nearly put into the coffin. He avoids it. Slams Darby into the metal stairs and goes to hit him with the gonzo bomb into the coffin. But Darby then fights back. Darby gets a chain wrapped around his hand. Um, Brody goes to choke him out the way that he did in the last two matches that they had. Um, but Darby punches free of the chokehold that Brody gets on him, chokes Brody with the chain, and then once Brody is good and passed out, releases the chain, and Brody conveniently falls right into the casket. And Darby wins. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was hoping for a Brody King win, just so just because Darby winning could be so predictable with these coffin matches. But I feel like now that we've gotten... Is this the third coffin match? We've gotten three wins uh, from Darby. The next one should be a loss for him. Um, and at that point, I don't know who it's going to be against. Yeah. Maybe Buddy Matthews. Um, 
But after that, we had a promo from John Gian Moxley. He says, since you're all coming at me with interim every two seconds, what if we call this the FYI belt? Just an idea. This was forged in Cincinnati, Ohio. Just like the Heart Dungeon, this title's about pain and how much you can endure. Uh, we have watched the Lionheart Chris Jericho and his fighting spirit on full display. Tonight I'm going to test it and I'm going to push it to its breaking point. If your fighting spirit doesn't break, your body will. Jericho then has his response promo. He says, after two and a half years, tonight I take back what is rightfully mine. I will become the new AEW champion. You wanted to face Lionheart Jericho, the last survivor of Stu Hart's dungeon. Stu wasn't some kind of lovable old man. The pain he put me through is something I don't want to know again. You can fix a tooth or heal a cut. I'm going to twist you, turn you, and stretch the shit out of you tonight. I was the first AEW world champion, and tonight Lionheart Chris Jericho will be the next AEW world champion. So then we have Andrade El Idolo and Roosh versus the Lucha Bros. Right on. Yes, we do. Um, and everybody strap in because this was a fucking hard one for me to fucking take notes on. Oh, my God. Tornado tag is not exactly note friendly. Yeah. Per se. Um, so Penta ends up. Penta ends up. Penta starts off by saving Ray from a dropkick um, from Andrade, but he gets decked. And we get a sling blade to Roosh from Penta. They go back and forth for a little bit before Roosh is sent to ringside beside... Um, why did I wrote Moxley instead of Andrade? Oh yeah, Mox was there for a brief stint. He just flew in. Blade, he <laughs> flew in, bladed, and left. We... <laughs> Roosh patted him on the back, and Mox is like... <laughs> um, anyways, so he goes to... Um, uh, Penta goes to dive onto Roosh, but Andrade sweeps his leg. Ray Fenix takes it upon himself to dive onto Roosh, um, get a Topi Conero to Andrade from Ray, and then a sort of driver to Roosh um, from Penta. Fenix then goes off the top buckle into some boots from Andrade. Um, Roosh then hits Penta with a scoop slam while Ray gets a kick to Roosh. Um, and then um, somehow the tables turn and Fenix gets flatjacked onto his own brother. Um, Lucha Bros are then centering side. And Andrade and Roosh dive out onto them. Uh, once we get back in the ring, though, Penta gets a thrust kick to Andrade. And then we get a cool Casadora DDT. Um, the Cazador is to Andrade, and then the DDT is to Roosh. It's a really cool fluid movement. Um, and then Phoenix hits Roosh with a flying head scissors. Penta gets the backstabber to Andrade. Um, our good boy covers, but... <laughs> but then he gets up, which is the most confusing part. He, like, covers, and then through no prompting whatsoever, he stands as though he, like, forgot what the finish was gonna be. I don't know. Um... But then we get, like, this Cazadora flapjack with Ray. Um, leads to no pin whatsoever. Lucha Bros then have the upper hand for a little while, but Los Ingobernables, or La Faccion Ingobernables, um, kind of fight to keep it going. Andrade wants a hammerlock DDT. Penta saves Fenix from it. Um, gets dropkicked for his valor, though. Um, but then Penta hits the fear factor on the apron, crunching Andrade, um, Goes to do the same thing to Roosh, but Roosh refuses this 
fear factor. He holds tight. Um, we get a big knee under the jaw of Penta. Um, after Phoenix like goes up top, it looks like they're going to hit like some cool finisher. I didn't really know what the plan was. Um, but Andrade dislodged Phoenix from the ropes. Um, we, then, then we get the big knee under the jaw of Penta. Um, there's no pin, but then Roosh gets to Penta, who is ringside, or not ringside, on the apron, um, and double knots the tassels of his mask to the rope. So Penta has two options to save Phoenix, which is either not save Phoenix or take his mask off. Um, and we get a shotgun missile drop kick to Phoenix from Roosh and a driver. And then Penta, maskless and all, saw way too much of the man's face. I felt like I was watching, like, a porno because it was like, I shouldn't be seeing this. <laughs> this is too much skin. Um... Penta saves Phoenix by unmasking himself, but it it doesn't fucking matter. Um, Roosh, like, what what's what the fuck is Penta gonna do? Penta sent ringside. Penta can't do much because he's covering his face with his hands. Um, Roosh then drop kicks the nose of Phoenix into throat of Phoenix, and then we get El Idolo from Andrade to Phoenix for the faction and gobernables to win yeah yeah um didn't ex- expect to see lucha bros just lose like that um yeah clean i guess quote-unquote clean um but at one point the crowd was chanting throw it back about the mask um well because i think the mask got thrown into the crowd yeah andrade threw it into the crowd the crowd was chanting throw it back the, whoever had it was not throwing it back yeah it was just fucked up yeah um but uh yeah so that was, was still a fun match after that we had a promo with the young bucks they they meet up with dark order and hangman nick says we wanted to bring brandon in to film this we want to thank you for saving our butts uh, Matt says they're gonna be around for a while, and you didn't have to do that. Uh, we're not proud of what we've done. My favorite time in my life was the three of us, the whole gang, together, running and gunning the Hung Bucks. We were building up a revolution. When we got here, it was it all got so weird. I don't know if it was the money or TV time. I'm sorry. I mean that uh, we're in this building. This is where you won the world title. I wanted to tell you how proud I was. You became a superstar. You were the you were the elite. I wish I could have enjoyed the journey more than the destination. Maybe I'm a bad person. Maybe we're selfish, arrogant. But I know one thing: when we're around you, you bring out the good in us. I wanted to ask you: Will you be our trio's partner, the Hung Bucks? And Hangman says, "I'm sorry. I'd love to. I just can't." You said when I won the world world title, you wanted to say you were proud, uh, but you didn't. These guys were my friends the way you were. This is their chance. I should have their back the way they had mine. I'm not going to be in the tournament. I'm going to be in their corner. If you guys are going to have a partner, it should be someone who can return the favor. The Bucks leave, and then Cutler just says to the Bucks, uh, I think Hangman might have been talking about me. <laughs> Imagine it's just Brandon Cutler. That's the third. That'd be fucking funny. Not even Ken. Um I was shocked, honestly. I really thought the Hangman was gonna not turn on Dark Order, but be like, 
oh well my friends want me back kind of thing but like i was i was really happy that he was like eh, fuck you guys still honestly like yeah. no offense but like fuck you guys still it's making up for how he was a very shitty friend during his title reign yeah he was he was a really shitty friend um so then we had luchasaurus versus anthony henry I'm gonna be real honest with you. All I caught was a. Hang in there. Um, he headbutted Henry and then hit him with the fossilizer to win, which I think is a fun fucking move name. But it was a squash match that lasted less than a minute. Um, forty seconds. And as you can imagine, it was forty seconds on the dot. And as you can imagine, Luchasaurus uh, just kind of fucking pulverized Anthony Henry. But Anthony Henry. Win win. But then we go, uh, we see backstage Christian's watching. He says, impressive win, impressive win, Luchasaurus. I decided the people of Minneapolis don't deserve to see me in person. I'm having way too much fun. Jungle Boy leaps in, tries to attack Christian, but is held back by security. Luchasaurus lays out the security along with Pat Buck, too. So we can see Luchasaurus maybe getting suspended. Maybe. That's possible. That'd be a fair fight then. Yeah, until uh, Christian breaks out his monster, Braun Strowman. Or Paul White. <laughs> Kane. It's just Dot Gallows in a Kane costume. Oh my god, it wouldn't get worse than that. I think I think that's like I think Gallows was fake Kane at one point. That's that's literally abominable. Let me see. It, it might be on his cage match. Um Yeah, he he was Kane at one point. When, when was this? Doc Gallows Kane. Oh, yeah. This is weird. They, like, had a feud with uh, Glenn Jacobs. That was bizarre. Alright. Um... So then after that, we had a promo from Miro. He said, Malachi, you've put me through changes, dragged me into the dark. Uh, Julia Hart appears behind him and says, embrace the gift, give into it like I did. Miro says, there... oh, she lays a hand on him. And Miro says, there is only one woman who can touch me, who can touch the Redeemer, and you are not her. Tell the pagans I accept their gift. The war path to my god is clear now, and it leads directly to the House of Black. This is the word of the Redeemer. <laughs> so, when do we get Lana show up in AEW? Because he's talked about her so much. I don't know, but that was one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, then we had Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt come out. Uh, Sanjay says, did you see Battle of the Belts 3? 
we we did to Wardlow the unthinkable. Satnam Singh choke slammed Wardlow through the table. You rock, dude. Wardlow, you may think we're done, but we're not done by a long shot. Lethal said, Wardlow, last Saturday we sent a message, so either A, defend the TNT title one more time, or B, we come find you, and we just take it. Wardlow comes out. He says, you want another shot? You got it. But tonight, I'm whooping all three of your asses. But FTR then comes out. Backs Wardlow. Uh, Sanjay's kind of like searching under the ring for something when they vacate. Um, but Jay Lethal tries to attack Wardlow. Um, but FTR give him a big rig to lay him out. And then that's where we end that. Uh, we then get an interview with Jericho Appreciation Society. Matt Menard says, I can feel it. Daddy Magic is wearing his lucky red. Moxley, you've had a hell of a run, but tonight it ends. Uh, Angelo says, did you see that spread back there? Tony, you're not invited. It's time for the AEW Galaxy to appreciate us. Uh, Daniel Garcia said, Brian Danielson should appreciate me. I put you asleep. I own you. Uh, Che says, hey you, you don't think he's a dragon slayer? Well, I'm going to choke you out. She chokes out some, God, some girl. I'm so tired of this already. I am so tired of this version of Anna J. I I'm I'm ha- I'm kind of enjoying it to be honest. I think it's really? so funny. I think it's so annoying. <laughs> I think if they just give her a match, I think it'll be fine. It's not even annoying. It's just kind of cringy in my opinion. I think Anna J is just not convincing. I think that's the thing. Cuz who do you give this gimmick to instead of Anna J? Like, who's somebody who could play Anna J A S better than her? Wanting to choke everyone out. Oh, I got it. Nyla. There you go. Nyla, Nyla can play this. She'd kill it. Yeah. Nyla J A S. God. Um, so then we have Aaron Solo versus Ricky Starks. Yeah, and this is a decidedly not very long match at all. Um, Cole Carter comes down to the ring with, um, with Solo, um, while, um, QT, Camarado, and, um, Anthony Agogo all stand at the top of the ramp, and both Mark and I assume that Anthony Agogo is, for whatever reason, Wardlow. Um, yeah. Not sure why. He had, like, Wardlow vibes today. He did. He did. Um, so, Cole Carter immediately nearly, like, tries to trip uh, Starks and gets thrown out. Um, but... Kind of works in Solo's favor. Solo lariats uh, Starks. Um, we get a boot to the neck of Ricky, which gets Ricky to the ground. Um, then there's a jawbreaker to Solo. Ricky dodges Solo, sends him into the buckles. We get a tornado DDT and a boot to the face. He goes for Rochambeau. Solo avoids that. Goes for a corkscrew kick on his behalf, but misses. And then Ricky spears Solo to high heavens for... Mr. Ricky to win. 
Yeah. Yeah. Don't know why we had this match. And then we see uh, uh, Powerhouse Hobbs smash the TV backstage because he's so pissed off uh, about Ricky Starks winning and standing tall. <laughs> we then had an interview with the Gun Club. Uh, Billy Gunn said, I'm trying to figure out how in one night you can ruin the one match I made famous, the dumpster match. Uh, Stokely Hathaway then walks in. He says, Papa ass, it's past your bedtime. Go home. How about you guys take your careers a bit more seer? He's interrupted by, by Billy, who says, you're about to have a really bad day. He, uh, uh, Stokely walks away. Billy says, I made you a match on Rampage. Danhausen then walks in and he says, Me and a, the big bearded fellow, we will see you on Friday night. And at that moment, we're like, who's, who's the big bearded fellow? Is it like... I thought that we would like pan over, honestly. Like Brody King, is he good? <laughs> is there uh, Miro? <laughs> Brody King just like trailing blood and he's like, I'm ready. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of big bearded fellows. Like, I'm sure one of the, the bolder... The bear, one of the bears, bear country, is uh, bearded. But no, we find out later that it's Eric Redbeard that Danhausen's teaming with. So, uh, Wardlow has a beard too, I think. Yeah, uh, he's got like a goatee. Mm, okay. I, I don't think I would call it a beard. I don't think so, at least. Okay. Not the Wardlow I'm imagining. <laughs> <laughs> That's Anthony Gogo. Um, so then we have uh, an interview with the best friends. <laughs> Orange Cassidy says to Lexi, "Hey, watch this," and he just high fives Chuck and Trent. <laughs> He's like, "Want to see what we've been preparing?" <laughs> and high fives then, just normal high fives. And then the Trustbusters walk in, which is Ari Daivari. Parker Boudreaux, formerly known as Harland, and Slim J. And Ari Daivari says, Orange, you're not answering my calls. I'm investing my money in the best talent of AEW, but all you have to do is get rid of these morons. <laughs> Orange Cassidy says, I don't know what you're saying, but whatever the question is, it's no. Uh, Ari says, that's fine, but you're going to learn firsthand what happens when you say no to Ari Daivari. He's gonna he's gonna get a free win, that's that's what happens. Free dub. Um So then we get Madison Rain versus Jade Cargill. Yeah. Jade gives Madison a little on the head, then kicks her in the entire stomach. Um we get a drop kick to Jade after Rain avoids Jade sending her into the buckles. Um Hits Jade with a hurricane around the ringside. Uh, we go to commercial, I think, and we, when we come back, there's a stalling vertical suplex to Madison, but Madison kicks free of the pinning attempt. That follows. Um, she gets a jawbreaker in a few forms, um, and then hits a step of Enziguri to Jade in a hanging neckbreaker, and then she goes off the ropes, kind of in like a gargoyle sort of position, um, and tries to hit Jade with a flipping neckbreaker. But by God, oh, by God, was it not. Madison didn't like look like she was ready. Jade didn't look like she was ready. Nobody looked like they belonged to that moment. 
Um, it was just like painful. Uh, Madison ends up getting a guillotine on Jade. Jade reverses, lifting Madison upside down. Madison uses her downward momentum, though, to hit Jade with a DDT. And then Kira gets up on the apron. And Madison Rain kind of stands there and, like, holds her while Kira does what she can to distract. And then Jade goes in for a pump kick, and Madison dodges the pump kick, and Jade boots Kira in the face. Um, then Madison goes for the cross rain, but gets hit by the Jade, and Jade wins. Uh, Madison does actually kind of, like, at the 2.9999999 section, um, kicks out. But. Yeah. Um, and then Athena reveals herself to be a fake baddie. Baddie in disguise means she's not a real baddie. Um, she, she leaps the barrier, gets in the ring. Security really sucks. Uh, at AEW. People just hop the barrier all the time. Wrestlers have to have to put a, a stop to it themselves. Yeah. Like, look at oh, Athena. Athena hopped the barrier. That, that rapper... Um, what what event was that at? Uh, that was at fi- Fight for the Fallen, right? Yeah, or Fighter Fight Fest? for the Fallen. Um, Swerve's friend. He, uh, he hopped the barrier. Punch Tony Nese in the face. Like, come on. AW Security, get your shit together. Um, alright. Then, uh, we had an interview with Thunderstorm. Um, and, and Tony Schiavone mentioned Chris Statlander being injured. So, Tony Storm is now the number one contender for the women's title. And, uh, Thunder said, this happens all the time and you have to rise to the occasion. Tony says, I didn't see it going down like this either. I plan on keeping the momentum going. My goal is to one day be AEW Women's Champion. Um, Thunder Rosa says, we'll talk about the title match another another time. So she might be trying to duck Tony right now. Uh, Then finally we have Chris Jericho versus Jon Moxley. Yes, we do. Um, so we start with Jericho flipping off Moxley. And Moxley's like, oh, okay, sure, and then flips him off too. Um, we do a lot of, like, not no-selling per se, but just, like, rolling around, jumping up, kind of more of attrition bullshit. Um, and then Moxley slaps Jericho, and we gotta set off from there. Um, Jericho goes for the walls of Jericho, but Moxley does, like, this strange little twirl to, like, get Jericho away, like, fling him off the side of the ring. Um, we then get a kick to the spine two Jericho, and then two more birds for Jericho, if you will. Um, Jericho then kind of gets Moxley in a similar position, kicks him in the spine, and then tears the earring out of Mox's ear, which, as a person who has earrings, um, I fucking hate those. Um, <laughs> sometimes, like, there have been times, like, especially when I was wearing, like, dangly earrings and I had a mask on, where my mask would get stuck on my earrings, and I'd have a full-blown panic attack, because I'd be like, I don't know what to do, my ear's gonna fall out, I'm gonna, like, have, like, fucking tears in my ears, it's gonna be horrible! So, I hate those spots. Anyways, not the point. Um, anyways. So, then Moxley, at this point, is just 
spilling blood everywhere. He, he's spilled to ringside. We go to commercial and we come back. He is incredibly bloody. And I'm like, okay, he bladed. I joked before about, oh, the earring ripped out. He's probably going to blade his ear or something. But I saw all the blood was on, like, this side. It was all coming from his right, or where, where, the side of his earring. And I was like, wait a minute. He actually bladed his ear. <laughs> bless his soul. Truly yeah. bless his soul. I love Mox. I do. But him blading every match is so unnecessary. Listen. We made fun of Cody for it. We can make fun of Moxley for it. You know? We made the same jokes about Cody. So Moxley yeah. gets the same treatment. I, 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 I'm saying, like, he's got to stop. I said the same thing about Cody. Cody had to stop because yeah. it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's insane. It's fine if it's, like, once in a while or, like, when it really would sell an impact. Like, with, with Brody King and Darby, that was fine. But even that was too soon. Yeah. It's just... If you bleed every single time, it kind of loses its wow factor, I guess. Especially, in my opinion. Especially when the AEW cameramen don't hide the fact that they're bleeding. Yeah, and it's like... Brother, I think you need to get checked out for a bleeding disorder. You bleed that easily. I mean, the middle of the fucking ring... Today, Jericho's being held in the clutch, and you can see him holding a hand to his head and, like, sliding it slowly, clearly looking like he's he's got something tucked between his fingers. <sighs> Anyways, not the point. Um, so Moxley's spilling blood. We get an underhook backbreaker to Mox and a lion soul onto Mox. Uh, the Juju Katami is nearly locked in, but Jericho gets free hits. He gets hit with a German suplex, but Jericho gets right back up, hits German suplex. Oh, fuck me. Hits Moxley with a German suplex. Love speaking, love lo knowing how to speak, love having a single language that I understand perfectly. Um, we then get a big chop to Moxley as Jericho puts him up top, hits him with a super rana before... Um, Slipping outside and sort of like figure fouring Mox against the ring post. Um, Moxley, however, recovers. He gets the label lock on Jericho, but Jericho gets free, goes for the walls of Jericho, nearly gets Mox to tap. Mox hangs on, and Mox hangs on for like minutes on end. Like he goes through a full commercial break in the walls of Jericho. He gets out at one point, but then is put right back in. So I'll, I won't count it. Um, Mox then goes off the top after a commercial break right down into a code breaker, but it's not enough for the pinning attempt. Jericho then decides to undo a turnbuckle pad, and Aubrey says, hey, don't do that. So Jericho goes to the other turnbuckle and decides to rip off that turnbuckle pad, and Aubrey says, hey, don't do that. Jericho throws the turnbuckle pad to the ringside area, so Aubrey's got to go after it. Then all of a sudden something flies into the ring, and you're like, what the fuck just flew into the ring? And then the camera cuts, and it's Sammy back no. from his fucking Parisian wedding. Not just, not just flies into the ring. Sammy overshot that shit. Oh it, yeah, you're it, right. It flies over the ring, basically. It flies pretty much over the ring, and Jericho leaves the ring to go get the bat. Aubrey somehow does not see this. Yeah. And he um, still lands the hit. Yeah. 
He still gets to hit Moxley with it. Still not enough for the pin, though. Um, Mox gets the Runega Choke locked in. Jericho gets free. Hits the Judas effect, but Moxley undertakers his ass. Um, rises from the dead from the pinfall attempt. Um, Jericho then gets the title belt in hand and goes after Mox, but Moxley ducks. Sends Jericho into the turnbuckle. Gets the bulldog on Jericho, but Jericho flips, reverses, gets the lion tamer. At this point, Jericho's starting to show color. Um, but Moxley just gets him wrapped up in the fucking rear naked and, uh, you know, fucking Jericho taps the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jericho taps out. That, that last moment, like that, that clutch was really well done. And Jericho's doing a hell of a job selling it too. Um... But after the match, Sammy Guevara and Jake Hager come out and, and start beating up on Mox. Blackpool Combat Club, Eddie Kingston and Ortiz come out for the save. Um, then JAS come out and, and continue the brawl. And then while all this is happening, we uh, get a little return. CM Punk comes out for the save. Chases out JAS, and uh, him and Mox have a bit of a confrontation. Um, where Mox just flips off Punk, and we've got our all-out main event. Yeah. Um, speaking of Dream... Uh, actually, before I move on to that. Apparently, The Shield came into WWE as CM Punk's bodyguards. Oh. Yeah. Or they came into the main roster as CM Punk's bodyguards. So, yeah. full circle. Hmm. Um, but speaking of dream matches, I I read a comment that makes me think that the trios tournament might go another way. Okay. So you got United Empire versus Death Triangle. Mm-hmm. On that same side of that bracket is Kenny, supposedly, and the Bucks. Mm-hmm. How how unlikely do you think it is that United Empire beats Death Triangle, and then we get United Empire versus the Elite with Osprey versus Kenny? Highly unlikely, but I'd love to see it really? happen. You think that's highly yeah. unlikely? I don't After... think Aussie Open is. I don't, you know, Osprey on his own? Sure, maybe. Aussie Open? Not so much. They've been jobbed out so many times in New Japan that's like, eh. But y- you got Andrade, who who's, you know, he's used to doing nasty shit. Um, what's to say... After, because he, him, Roosh, and Dragon Lee wrestle first. Like, they are the first match of the tournament. Who's to say they lose? He uh, is pissed off about it, so he stops Death Triangle's chances of winning. Out of anger. And then that helps uh, push United Empire versus the Elite, where you give Osprey. You know, like, Osprey is a big talent. However, he's got Aussie Open with him. 
a chance for them to lose and for the Elite to move forward. Because I don't think Death Triangle versus the Elite is much of a match anyway. Like, it's a, it'll be a good match, but not like something to make something out of. Will Ospreay, though, he can, he, him and Kenny already have something going. That's true. I, I still think there should be a, a lot more names in this tournament. I know. Like, make it like, like the fucking t World Tag League or something. Make it huge. Alright, you want to talk about the best of the night? Yeah. Alright, if you have a question for us, please leave it in the chat now. We'll talk about it after the best of the night. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. We'll get to it in the next one. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash a pinfall podcast to chat with us live or DM us on Twitter at pinfall podcast. Alright, promo of the night. There were some fun promos, but I think the best one might have been the Bucks and Hangman. Just for the emotion, honestly. You agree? I would agree. Yeah. It it gave a story. Yeah. That's the most we can ask for right now. Alright, so let's talk about Wrestler of the Night. You want your three options? Yeah, please. Alright, so you got Ray Phoenix, Darby Allen, and Brody King. Brody. Dude, when Brody did an incredible job. When Brody was on the apron and he was he's hung by that fucking chain. Yeah, dude, he, that fucking stressed me out. He let go and was just hanging on his fucking neck. I was like, with how heavy that dude is, he could die. Yeah, I know. That man really said, Darby, I fucking trust you. Yeah. And also, just taking that fall into that coffin must have hurt like hell. Yeah. Alright, um... Plus, wrestling with Tax in his stomach the whole time. Because mm. he got those early. Yeah, no, he got those first bump, basically. Yeah, that was gnarly. Alright, let's talk about Match of the Night. Um... Oh, boy. Well, I got... I gotta be honest, I didn't love any match today. Okay. Um, cause the first match, Brody vs. Darby, it was, it was probably the most fun, but it was also the most overbooked. Um, cause you had, you had House of Black show up, you had Sting show up, they're all brawling, attention's taken away from the match, and it, it was just a little, a little lame. Um... Andrade and Roosh versus uh, Lucha Bros. That was fun. It was fun. Yeah, that's really it. It didn't really do much for me personally. I don't like tornado tags very much. <laughs> it there's no consistent story. There's no consistent tempo really. The the only story I I saw was the whole mask bit towards the end. But I don't even understand. Andrade's beef with Penta and Phoenix at this point. Like, is it a feud? Is it just was it just a one-off match? No, it wasn't a one-off match because I think they wrestled previously. I just I don't, I don't understand. Remember. 
I, I, I don't know. And it, there were so many moments where I was like, oh, well, this guy should be... Because they were, they were so intent on putting in so many moves into the match that there were points where, like, you know, Phoenix would take a bump and then would almost immediately, five seconds later, be back on his feet, drop-kicking somebody. And it's like, you just got pile-driven into the ground, buddy. Yeah, that's... You should stay down for, like, a couple seconds at best. Flippy shit. It, it, this was mostly flippy shit. Um... Which, usually, P Penta and Phoenix are actually some of the few people that, like, they do flippy shit, and I'm like, all right. Yeah. But... To, today was just I, I didn't like this match it, it was all style and no substance yeah um and then the third match that i had kind of tied with these was jericho versus mox it was very fun um but the blood was just too much like this didn't need all this shit you didn't need mox blading his goddamn ear so, while I, too, am of the belief that Moxley too much, I, I kind of enjoy the blood. I think it's... You what? I kind of enjoy the blood. I think it's kind of... You're, you're too far away from the mic. It's cutting you off. <sighs> I said I enjoy the blood. I, I, I like when it's a bloody match. I think it's fun. Okay. Then we'll go with that one as our, our match of the night. Mox versus Jericho. It was it was very enjoyable. Um, the amount of submission with it too was fun. But I feel like a submission match should not be that bloody. You know? Uh, well, yeah, but I mean... It like I just happened it. to be a submission match. It wasn't a submission match. Well, yeah. Yeah, no. I totally get that. But with the amount of submissions used. Yeah, but... I think that's just like... Because it wasn't purely a submission match, I feel like that was more of like, I want to fucking hurt you mm -hmm. kind of vibes. As opposed to, this is the way I'm going to win kind of vibes, you know? Then they should have done more shit to uh, make it seem like Mox is out to murder Jericho. He, did he even use the paradigm shift once? He tried to, but it was early on and he didn't get it. Like, I think it was like one of the first things that happened. Mm hmm But. Um... But yeah, so that's that's our match of the night. Uh, you want to answer some questions? I'll answer a question. So Miriam asked in chat, who is a trios team that you know has no chance of winning the tournament that you want to see as trios champs? I personally would love to see wingmen win it. I think that would be hilarious. Uh, <sighs> God. Um. I'll let you go first. You know what I'd love to see? Hmm. I'm a big proponent for private party. I love private party. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this last BTE, they kind of seem to, like, take a little uh, sympathy on Matt Hardy. Yeah. I would love for Matt Hardy to find his new home back with private party, private party turn face, and then that's the trio's team that wins. I would love to see that. Because I think that private party deserves a little anyway. Okay, okay. I, I, I would love to see JAS with those fucking titles, but Angelo, Menard, 
and Garcia. That's the team right there. That's fair. Let's let's exclude all the people that we fucking hate <laughs> from JS. Um, I can't think of anyone else. I, I think that's I think that's the one. Yeah. No, I definitely. I would love to see Private Party get their their time in the sun. Wait, no. The 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 trio. They would never win. However. Jer uh, Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, and Jim Ross, <laughs> the the inaugural trios champs. You know what? If you exclude Jim Ross and put in Taz, they are okay. the trios that own my heart. Okay. So yeah, that's good. I'll give it to them. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a trio we can all agree on. Uh, but uh, runner up is is Team Taz Hobbs. Starks and Hook. I know it's not possible but with nothing, anymore. With nothing resolved. I want nothing resolved. I want them to like still be fucking like weirdly at odds. It's like they, But they, also just too good to lose. They still have their slot in the tournament. Hobbs is like actively trying to murder Ricky during the match. It's like when Swerve turn, was gonna turn on Keith like in the middle of that match and he's like I could. <laughs> I could do it. Or uh, how about how about the Ass Boys and Billy Gun Club? That's I feel like that's a good idea, but that's also like one of those ideas where I'm like, yeah, of course. Why mm. wouldn't it be them? But they would have no chance in this tournament. No, absolutely not. Um, but they're good. They don't have a chance in this tournament pick. What do you think of this trio, the acclaimed and Danhausen? I think that's a winner mm -hmm. right there. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Acclaimed housing. <laughs> oh god, that's fucking funny. I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> it's like Max tries to come in and rap. Dan Housen just has his own mic and starts rapping himself. <laughs> starts like talking back to the raps, being like, "Oh, yeah." Marion said Scissorhausen. <laughs> Imagine Danhausen scissor. <laughs> Somebody write to Tony right fucking now. We need a we need an eleventh hour entrance. I saw I saw an amazing tweet that said in that rap battle between uh uh Colton and Max that they sh the the ass boys should have just gotten West Side Gun and say he's part of the gun family. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so perfect. That would have been. That would have been fucking funny. Um, that's all the questions we got. Liz, would you like to close out the show? If you tuned in tonight, thank you so much. If you tune in in the future, thank you so much. Mark will actually put this episode on YouTube. Please tune in tomorrow. Um, we have our impact show where we'll talk about impact and the things impacting us. The go home like to emergence. Global warming. Oh. Uh, we, we won't be doing a weekend show this weekend. Uh, we both have a lot going on. Uh, a lot of obligations. Mark has a lot going on. Mark has a lot of obligations. I do. 
I've got to clean my closet. <laughs> um, but uh, we we will be doing predictions for emergence. We just won't be having a show where we recap them. So the the title could change hands, but you won't find out until Monday, which will be our. And should the title change hands? I'm ripping that shit off as soon as I get it. In case you were wondering, the egg has titties now. I think that's Hell against yeah. terms of service. That's TOS. No, the titties are covered up. The titties are covered up. There's a cleavage mark. Thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Our Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, and Twitch is all Pinfall Podcast. We'll see you all tomorrow for Impact. And then you go home to emergence. Thank you all once again for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful rest of your night. Bye. -bye.